Welcome to the Whole Lot of Woman podcast, where we explore, explain, and discuss what makes us a whole lot of women in today's society. I created the Whole Lot of Woman brand to embrace the four traits that I feel make someone a whole lot of woman in today's world, and those are beauty, brain, strength, and standards. We'll be covering a variety of topics from relationships to real estate. If you would like to join this sisterhood, please subscribe, share with a friend, and stay tuned for more. I won't be defined, stars are aligned, what's for me is mine. I'm a whole lot of woman, I'm a whole lot of, whole lot of, I've been refined, beauty's divine, all things in God's time. I'm a whole lot of, whole lot of woman, I'm a whole lot of woman, this for all my women, cause you're a whole lot of woman. I'm a whole lot of woman I'm a whole lot of woman This for all my women Cause you're a whole lot of woman Hello ladies Today we're going to introduce uh, my new co-host Her name is Joy Larkin She's going to be co-hosting the Narcissist series with me She's a narc abuse coach Or narcissist abuse coach Let me say it all the way out And the name of her company is live narc free so i want to introduce joy and let her say a little bit about herself and her company yes hi everyone hi ladies yes my name is joy larkin and i am a narcissist abuse coach um i'm so happy that nikita um, allowed me to come on her show and yeah I'm, i'm basically here to talk about my experience dealing with narcissistic abuse and you know how it has changed my life for the better and i just hope that it can help someone that needs to hear the message and we really appreciate you that. <laughs> and so um, being a coach, tell tell them a little bit about what that entails. Yeah. So basically, you know, I coach uh, victims and survivors that have dealt with narcissistic abuse, uh, whether it's men, women, young adults. And, you know, I just help them and show them um, ways and methods to how to heal from narcissistic abuse, how to move on, and basically how to uh, live a happier, healthier, and a productive life. And I have specific, like, courses and coaching, support sessions, uh, readings, and books that can help with that as well. Okay, yes. And I know that will be very <laughs> beneficial to a lot of women. Um, I was actually telling one of my friends about you the other day. So, Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, we play the podcast. There's some few people that we want to hear this message that you're sending. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Hey, the more the merrier and just hoping that it can help someone. So, mm-hmm. And ladies, to start the series off, we're going to start by just uh, giving you overview, identifying some tactics and some um, ways that to identify narcissists in your life. So should we start with the tactics, Joy? Uh, yeah, we can start with the tactics. Okay. Do you want to take over or? Um, yeah. So I can just kind of talk about the ones that I'm most familiar with or that are the most common. And then if you want to kind of, you know, you could mm-hmm. say what you know and kind of go from there. So, um, yeah, so basically narcissistic tactics or things that and behaviors in which a narcissist will interact with you when you first meet them. Um, So basically, you know, the beginning stages is like love bombing. So this is basically where you get like excessive attention and compliments. 
um, from this narcissistic person. Um, they'll begin to like groom you and they'll idolize you, especially like in a dating phase. You know, this is the part where they pretend like they're falling in love with you and they want mm -hmm. you to fall in love with them. Yeah, you're the best thing in the world. You're the most beautiful person. I mean, you might be beautiful, but I mean, they're right about that. But no, they're like, over the top. yeah, they're, they're over the top. <laughs> Yes, they're just really <laughs> doing the most. But the thing about it that you have to realize is that it's not genuine. It's really fake. It's only mm -hmm. to get you, you know, into the relationship and to manipulate you, basically. So you do just want to keep that in mind. Um, but yeah, they'll give you special attention, flattery that sort of thing. And that that's a time where a lot of us victims and survivors, we really do enjoy it. And uh, we miss that because we think that that's the narcissist, but it's really not, you know? Yeah. And we call it, we're thinking it's just the honeymoon phase. Right. We think that's who he is. And mm -hmm. it's like, uh-uh. <laughs> yeah. Not. I had one guy tell me, uh, it was just when I saw you come off the elevator, it was just like a special connection. What? I just felt it in my chest. I was like, what? I mean, okay, <laughs> you are wearing me. He just kept trying to say special connection, a special connection. Oh, like, come oh, on. It's not that. It's, it's not, not that, that serious. Yeah, and I could tell. And it's because he wasn't that good with it. You know what I mean? Uh -huh. so I, like, I could tell that you're acting. Like, mm -hmm. you think you're winning me over. I know yeah. what you think you're doing, and I can see right through it. It right like, it's actually embarrassing when you can see through it like yeah it's just kind of like can you do better like, <laughs> yeah, like try something else try something else like make it more believable yeah. <laughs> so um so you have that phase um and then you have the part where they start to devalue you um, and this is a hurtful experience um, because you're confused because you, you might be still stuck in the, um, the idolization phase, but they'll soon will give you a silent treatment. Um, this is basically um, punishment for not doing what the abuse, what the abuser wants you to do. Um, or there'll be like long periods of time where you may not hear from the narcissist. And again, this is um, a form of manipulation. It's a form mm -hmm. of control. And it's basically to punish you for not doing what the narcissist wanted you to do essentially. And then you also have um, stonewalling, uh, which is basically, you know, leaving an argument with um, like the words are left unsaid. There's no conclusion. There's no um, like peace made, you know, it's just kind of, oh, I didn't know there was a name for that part. Yeah. Yeah. I, I actually didn't know it either. It's just up in the air. Yeah, it's just kind of like, oh, there's some, like you're ghosting the person. There's no closure. There's no response. There's no comments. Like, it's just kind of like, oh, like what happened? Like, you know? So um, a lot of abusers will do this to their victims, especially like if they want you to kind of like obsess over them, start to uh -huh. ruminate over them and just kind of, you know, just really focus on them. And, and that's, it's very abusive, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and then they also have, um, this could actually happen during the love bombing stage, but this is the triangulation um, that a lot of abusers will mm. do. Yeah, <laughs> this would happen to me all the time with the narcissists that I dealt with. And even my aunt that I um, lived with for five years, she would do uh -huh. this with, um, triangulate me with her sons all the time um, to make me feel less than. But with the male narcissists, um, what they will do is they do this because they want you to fight for their attention. Um, they want to make you feel insecure and unworthy and make you feel not good enough. So they'll be like constantly comparing you to like their exes or, you know, other friends or narc harems or flying monkeys that could be around the narcissist. Um, again, it's to make you feel uh, less than 
low self help men make you have like a low self-esteem make you not mm -hmm. feel confident in yourself and that you have to fight for the narcissist like you know you're going to start to try to compete for the narcissist's yep. attention you know and that's not something that you should do especially like if a person is really for you you know because they're not going to be making you feel like you have to do all this stuff in order to please them and to impress them you know right and you'll never permanently permanently win that competition either not at all because the narcissist wants to make it a competition like you're never going to be the only person that's dealing with the narcissist they're going to have several other people at all times so you do just want to keep that in mind yep you just get your your time in the sun <laughs> <laughs> yeah that is so true it's sad though because some some of us we really believe the lies of the narcissist like we're like oh, you know, we're going to be the only one. We're going to get married and live happily yeah. ever after, have children. It's like, no. <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, and the confusing uh -huh. part, I feel like, for a lot of women or just people in general is that all the things they praised you on with the love bombing, mm -hmm. that's what they used to devalue with. Yes. Devalue you with. Mm -hmm. So I went from being on a goddess level of beauty to I... You, I'm not cute. You don't even want to go out in public with me because I don't, I'm not up to par. You know? Yeah. Like, yeah. So, how did I go from <laughs> this pedestal to beneath your feet in two days? You yeah. Know? Like, yeah. And nothing happened. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> where did this go from? Yeah. I, and I had the experience of the narcissist after he did the love bombing phase. He would always pick on my weight. Like, he'd be like, oh, you need to lose a couple pounds or, oh, you sure you're not going to go to the gym and stuff like that? And he's like, oh, you're going to wear your hair like this? or See, it's Yeah, so it's, yeah, it's, it's so very subtle. subtle. Yep. It'll have you checking yourself. Like when you're in the bathroom in the mirror by yourself, now you double thinking. Yes. Like, okay. Mm -hmm. it, and it'll create an anxiety yes. within itself. Mm -hmm. And I, I feel like narcissists are dangerous because no matter – how much education you you have and stuff like that if you identify a narcissist and you think you can work through it it's going to end up bringing you down mm -hmm. because they slick they're so slick it's like you don't even realize you being devalued until you because you might think it's you. Mm -hmm. you you think it's your idea that you you don't look as good no more or that well maybe i am forgetful maybe i am you know what i mean mm -hmm. you start blaming yourself and like um, that silent treatment. Yes. I had a guy that I was talking to only for about two months and girl, he asked to move in with me. Right. So, what? and it's the one that I said was doing too much. I could tell that he was putting on, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And it was like, I let him come to, I, cause I live in Charlotte. I let him come to town one weekend. We had a good time, you know, mm -hmm. and I made him get a hotel room. He said he wanted to come back the next weekend. Okay. Came back. Enjoyed ourselves, but you're still putting on too much, though. But it's cool, you know. Yeah, I'm mean? like, hey, still talking to you about my heart, my heart about you. Right. So, so next thing you know, all of a sudden he wants to move to Charlotte, right? And mm -hmm. that that was fine because he said that in the earlier stages of us, us talking that he had been thinking about it. It's Charlotte. A lot of people move here. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. that's, I can't, can't keep Charlotte. <laughs> and so. Then all of a sudden it's like, oh, can I come and stay with you in in Bella for a while? Me and my dog. I was like, oh, what? Well, well, what do you mean? Yeah. An interview up here, but the thing is, I knew he bombed that interview because of what he had on. He had on sneakers and jeans and stuff like that, and I was, I had to wrap my mind around that. That in itself told me, oh, we're not on the same level. Right. Like, you got to dress up. Yeah, <laughs> like, got to be professional. Even, 
Yeah, I'm like, now you too old to think sneakers is acceptable to right. anybody, you know. Mm-hmm. And when I told him, well, because the way he hit me with like out the blue, like, oh, can I stay with you and Bella? Now you've been telling me you gonna stay with your nephew. You've been telling me that you got money saved and you can get an apartment. Why are you hitting me with this? And so mm-hmm. I was like, uh, if you talk about for a couple weeks, yeah. But I said, like, as far as like waiting for an apartment to get ready, like two weeks, yeah. I said, but as far as us prematurely moving in together, no, I can't do that. And mm-hmm. I knew I had to say it clear like that because I had just got out of a situation where I had let somebody move in after two months of talking and then three years later. You know what I mean? Oh, was, yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. So right. I had my backbone was strong. I was like, no. So it was late nights. So I really didn't get another text from him that night. I was thinking, oh, he's a little embarrassed, you know, baby, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so I text him the next day like, hey, the, the regular morning text, didn't get a response. So then I text oh. him again when I knew he was going to be on break. Hey, what, what's up? No response. That what? third text, because I ain't chasing you. I said, let hit me up when you free. That's the last thing I said. So I'm telling my girl, like, he ain't hit me back. I get on Facebook. I see you been on live. That means your phone ain't broke. So mm. I take that as, you just don't want to talk to me. Yeah. In case, I will receive that. Girl, three days later, after me not blowing him up, okay? Mm-hmm. He calls me, girl. I'm riding down the street. I had just got off work. I said, let me pull over because I need some energy for this. I need to pull <laughs> on this conversation. Because <laughs> this is about to be good. I can tell. Oh, I, Lord. I and he had the little soft voice on. You know the little week. Hey, how you doing? And I was like, hey. And he was like, I ain't heard from you. I was like, I know. And I was like, I ain't heard from you. He was like, but it's been three days, kid. I said, I know you didn't you didn't call me back in three days. <laughs> he was mm-hmm. like, well, if I knew something was wrong with you, I would still be calling you. I said, look, I text you. I told you to hit me when you free. I saw on Facebook that you was live, healthy and, and living. Your phone won't broke. You didn't want to talk to me. I said, I'm sorry if that's what your ego needed. Mm-hmm. I said, but if I know you didn't want to talk to me, why would I blow you up? I said, you literally just wanted me to chase you. So right. you to ignore me. Mm-hmm. So that's just a real life example of that daggone silent treatment mm-hmm. and that how they really, really expect that. Like, how you call me with the puppy dog voice because I ain't blow you up and chase you down for you to ignore me. It yes. Mm-hmm. Because I wasn't locked in the way he thought he I thought was. you was, right. Like he couldn't um manipulate you and control you like how he wanted to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's how some people are, unfortunately. And, um, you know, that actually kind of leads me into my next one where they kind of practice the crazy making so they can like twist your words and change events to make it seem like you're crazy, Mm -hmm. like you're the problem, you know, so um, a lot of narcissists will do that. And then they also they actually do a lot of projection. So they may project Mm -hmm. like their low self-esteem onto you. They can project their negative energy onto you, you know, um, just whether in conversations, um, you know, they can project envious and jealousy onto you. They may lie. They like, they lie a lot. Like they're really like pathological liars, you know? Oh yeah. And then, um, a lot of them, they will drain your energy too. You know, like you can feel exhausted from like talking to them or just hanging out with them and being around them. They dump all of their issues and problems onto you to where you feel like, 
man, like what what just happened? <laughs> like, right, you know? right. And I just came for brunch. Right. <laughs> like that would actually happen to me, especially well, both the male narc, but mainly like my aunt narcissist, like she would pretend like she wanted to like hang out with me or spend time with me. And by the time I was done hanging out with her, I would feel so tired and so exhausted. I'm like, why do I feel like this is not normal? You know? Mm-hmm. I would always say that to myself because I actually I had a friend of mine who her and I, we still friends to this day. She's she's from Inglewood, California. But whenever I would be around her, I would not feel that same type of way. I, I would be like energized and I felt supported. I felt loved and cared about. But I'm like, wait, with my aunt, that's my family. Like I'm not adopted. Like this is blood flamed me. And she would be treating me just like like trash. Like I didn't mean anything. Like I wasn't good enough. And so, you know, a lot of them, they will they'll drain your energy and they will project their negativity onto you. So those are other, you know, um, tactics from a narcissist. So, oh, yeah. For sure. <laughs> it's a lot. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> so, Could yeah. you um, talk a little bit more about triangulation? Yes. Um, this one is actually really hurtful because, you know, you're not really expecting this from a person that you're um, dating or whether it's a family or a friend or whatever. But, yeah, it's just more like they want you to fight for their attention. They want you to fight for their love. They want you to fight for their um admiration and they just want to make it seem like oh you know they're the prize like they you know they're worthy of being fought over they're worthy of having all of your attention and like they I mean in in the midst of it you know again you can feel exhausted you can feel drained you can feel like there's always a competition like you always have to you know uh Mm -hmm. please the narcissist and fight for them and you know, you got to prove yourself to right. them. You know, it's just like, no, you're not supposed to be doing that in like a relationship or whether it's family or friends. Yeah. And you don't feel like you don't feel like you can be yourself or you feel like there's something yeah. wrong with you. Like you're not good enough. You get me? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, so in the in this, I'm sorry to cut you off. No, you're good. No. So in the family dynamic, like you said, your aunt was the narc and mm-hmm. your cousin was the tri- other person you were tri- triangulated with mm-hmm. in a in a relationship ladies is more like you and the side chick right you know I mean? right so exactly mm-hmm. they, they never go away that best friend mm-hmm. that always <laughs> pops up is always a part of the situation yeah and now let me ask you about this joy these male narcs and their mothers i hear that's a big thing yes <laughs> yeah it's the worst it's horrible mm-hmm yeah, because I was like, I hear the moms, they make make the guys even worse. Oh, yeah. The moms birth the narc, and they're usually narcs, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like you have um, narcissistic mothers, and um, a lot of them, they like to make their children's like mini-me's. Mm-hmm. So like many narcs or full blown narcs and, you know, a lot of the mothers, they will control their children and manipulate their children to, you know, just focus on them. And they control them using finances or they may control them um, with having um, withholding attention or giving them attention. Or, you know, sometimes they if they don't do what they want, if the um, mother-in-law is not getting her way or just the mother, excuse me, mm-hmm. is not getting her way, then she will abandon that child or mistreat them, make them feel like the black sheep. And then when the son is dating the mother, she won't like the, the girlfriend um, she will try to make it seem like, oh, she's not good enough. She like she'll try to compare 
the girlfriend to her and try mm -hmm. to influence the son like oh uh she's not good enough for you i don't like her she doesn't cook this way or you know she has this background she doesn't make this amount of money or you know she's the mother-in-law or the mother is very materialistic and will oh, project yeah. her own insecurities on that um the spouse or girlfriend or whatever um because you do have some uh narc mothers where the son is not a narcissist, but then you have others of them that are narcissists, you know? And so again, the mother is in control of everything. Like she doesn't want their, her son to have a life. It has to be focused solely on, on the mother. Her. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I was like, so, and they see that new woman as just taking the control from them. Yes. She sees her as competition. She sees her as somebody to get rid of. Um, she, as soon as she meets the, the girlfriend, um, it's like she starts a vendetta, like, okay, I, I got to get rid of her because she's taking all the attention away from me. Like, I'm not in the spotlight anymore. I got to get rid of her at any means, you know? And then she's constantly like whispering stuff into the son's ear saying like, oh, you see how she did this? Or you see how she cooked that? Or you see how she treats mm -hmm. the, the, um, the babies or whatever? Or Every you know, little thing. Yeah, every tried. yeah, she just tries to twist it. But what's interesting though, she, the the mother can love bomb her children and like the potential like spouse or whatever. So like she gives her special attention, it's like really sweet, it may like buy stuff for her or just really spoil the the daughter or I mean the you know the girlfriend and in hopes to tricking her into thinking like, oh, she really cares about her. She loves her. She wants to get to know her. Cause what they do, they like to pry information out I of I was the, about to say, yeah. as soon as you let down that guard. Yeah. As soon as you let down that guard, then that's when they start to re-traumatize you. Cause they want to know what, what gets you, like what hurts yeah, you. Them triggers. Yeah. They want to know the triggers. They want to know your, your weak spots. And so then once they find out, they're like, okay, cool. Like I got them. And so that that's when they can start to kind of um, go in for the kill and, just start to re-traumatize you basically. And to get mm -hmm. th what they want to do is they want to get you to react to them so they can play the victim so they can get their son to leave you or break up the relationship and all that stuff. So you like, see how evil she is. Yeah, exactly. They try to turn it around against you when in fact that mother is the evil one because mm -hmm. she can't even like get to know that daughter for who she really is. Like she just automatically sees her as a threat because she's probably younger, has more potential, you know, and yeah, uh, right, right. She doesn't like that. She, the mother feels like she's the only one that can make her son happy. So, and that's crazy. Now, yeah. have you ever came across a case where you had a woman and a man in a relationship the man has a narcissistic mom, but he's not a narcissist. Do you guys have to try to show the guy like it's your mom? Um, that actually did happen to me. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so what will happen is if the the son is not a narcissist, if he is healthy enough, then he can see through the mother and what she's doing. But a lot of the times they don't want to see through it because they haven't dealt with their inner child issues. Mm -hmm. Meaning, so they know that their mother is an abuser, that she's toxic, but because, you know, they still want the attention from the mother. They still want to be accepted and they want to be approved from the mother. They're going to go against um, what they know is right because they still, they're still looking for that acceptance. So they still haven't healed whatever happened to them in their, uh, their past. And so they can if going against the abuser in their mind is like, oh, I'm doing something wrong. I'm doing something mm -hmm. bad because in a sense, they're still like their 
their 10 year old self, their yeah, nine year old self, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They've been conditioned to think that how their mother is behaving is normal. But if you're coming to the relationship, you you're like, no, that's not normal. But right. if that son hasn't done that inner healing, then they're going to automatically just go along with the abuser. So what will happen is they will actually choose their mother over you, which did happen to me. <laughs> it was a very hurtful experience, but it did teach me a lot about myself and others. And I just took it as, Hey, it's just something that I needed to learn, you know? So. Yes. Are there any other tactics we need to talk about? Um, so, you know, like, I think we talked a lot about the devaluation phase and then, um, the discard phases, you know, when you oh, will, yeah, <laughs> they will, <laughs> They will discard you, you know, and so, um, you know, they'll just kind of ghost you, uh, like I said, not giving you any closure. And then they will because you might think it's over, right? Like they mm-hmm. discard you. Maybe they could be with another supply, like basically another victim. They'll be back. Right. right. So they have the hoovering tactic. So that's basically, you know, they try to get you back into the relationship or they'll try to get some sort of reaction or get your attention to see like what you're up to, to see if you're missing them, you know, because they don't really want to let you go really. Like Mm -hmm. they still want to have you in their life, but they're toxic and they're unhealthy. And it's just kind of like, you're not going to be a side chick. Cause that's what it was for me, you know, like many, many years ago when I dealt with the first narcissist, the male narc, um, you know, and then you have like the flying monkeys. So be aware of that. People that will try to reach out to you, like third parties that will try to get you back in contact with the narcissist. Um, you may have um, people gang stalking you like on social media. So you do mm-hmm. just kind of want to keep that in mind. Um, I'm trying to see if there's anything else. Um, you will obsess over the narcissist. Um, yeah, because you're conditioned to run after them. Yeah, certain- yeah. Kind of way you know absolutely like, yeah oh and then you will um you'll have some withdrawals too you'll you'll feel some withdrawals after dealing with a narcissist but i, I want to say those are the main like tactics and what you will experience when dealing with a narcissist so uh, yeah and ladies they will come back when they see you with somebody else yes so, like, no, yeah <laughs> they will <laughs> That he didn't say was wrong with him when you was with him. Okay. All of a sudden mm-hmm. he know all the stuff to fix and he's gonna be the best man he can be. And that's until that other man is completely out the window and don't want you no more. And mm-hmm. then he's not gonna want you anymore either. And you're just gonna be by yourself. Yeah, because uh, uh and this happens to a lot of the like my clients. Um, the new supply really gets a lot of them like that's a big thing yeah because they feel like you know it's something wrong with them like why did the narcissist choose a new supply over them why did they just discard them just so like brutally and just so abruptly without any warnings you know you know maybe they could be posting pictures of them like happy and smiling and kissing and some of them could be on vacation and they're kind of they're thinking like wow they're doing all this stuff that i want to but they're doing it with someone else. And that really stings a lot of people. It hurts them so, so bad. So, you know, you really just have to understand a lot of times it's just for show. Um, it's not mm-hmm. real. <laughs> you know what I mean? A lot of times the narcissist is kind of spiting you, but I was just, yeah, that, 
that's exactly what they're doing. Go ahead. They're doing all this stuff in spite of you so you can see it. Like, mm-hmm. you begged him to go to the beach for three years, and he said he didn't <laughs> like the beach, and he don't like sand and sun. Mm-hmm. Two weeks after y'all break up, or two weeks into his new relationship, he taking her on a seven-day cruise, and yep. taking her on the beach, you know, rolling yep. in the sand, writing names. Mm-hmm. So you, and you sitting there like, I thought you were to you mm-hmm. I'll, I'll not do that you know yep and then some of them will actually get married they will get married quickly oh, yeah. yeah that can really sting mm-hmm. a lot mm-hmm. of people mm-hmm. that's really it's devastating it really is yep so mm-hmm. and yeah. you just really gotta um just have the type of mind frame where you understand like they're doing this on purpose yeah, yeah. you know and it's it's not personal but it's like, it's just a part of the ending of that relationship because the narcissist, they're hurt too. Like they've, you've given them a narcissist, uh, excuse me, you've given them a narcissistic injury, whether you left them or they had to discard you. They didn't really want to have to discard you. Right. They didn't right. want to, you know, because they have to do all the work now and getting another supply. They got to do the fake start love bombing. Over. Yeah. They got to start over. So they're like, dang, like they're making me do this. So I got to get back at them, you know? Yeah. Cause I had a friend, um, and she had been in the narc cycle for years and stuff like that. And some had came out and she finally cut him off, you know? Mm-hmm. And so he went and proposed to the girl that was the other part of their triangulation. Mm-hmm. Went and proposed to her. It's all on Facebook. Wow. You proud and this, that, and the other. And, but she didn't care. But I, we knew that he was trying to make her care. And I kept saying, girl, he's, but he's going to come back around. He's going to mm-hmm. come back around. Oh, yeah. He was like, no, no, I don't think so. Girl, a week after he proposed to that other girl, he done came back to my home girl talking about he want to be with her. I can give you a ring too. Oh <laughs> no! Wow. Their thing is she had to keep their whole seven years secret. So now you telling me I'm gonna get a ring? So I'm gonna be a secret fiance now? Mm. Like, Mm-mm. They wow. Try anything? Yeah, sure will. Anything. They yeah. really think they can go marry somebody and come back to you like, hey. Let's pick up where we left off. Yeah. Just playing. I just did that to get you mad. Like you nothing ever happened. Mm-hmm. And some of them will even have children. They yeah. will even have kids. Yeah. Yeah. Get somebody pregnant and you'd be like, wait, I wanted to have kids and you didn't want to have kids with me. You know? Yep. I was like, that spite can drive. Oh, yeah. Out. It's. <laughs> and you got to remember too, narcissists, they have low self-esteem. Like we may think that, you know, because they, I mean, because narcissists, they do acquire a lot. Like you have some of them that are in really powerful positions, but mm-hmm. they really have a fragile ego. Like, yeah, I mean, yeah. any little thing can get them to flip. Yeah. You know? So, yeah. Yeah. Because she did say he needed a lot of validation. She oh, like, yeah. I got to be a cheerleader. Like, mm-hmm. I was like, dang, you got to clap for him every time he <laughs> Yeah, it's a lot dealing with a narcissist. It's very draining. Very, yeah. They'll drain your energy. Like you you feel like just weak and just tired all the time. Like you can't do anything because you're so focused on a narcissist. That's how they get us. Because we forget about ourselves. We forget yeah. about our life, what we want. And we're just so focused on them. Because you start living your life walking on eggshells. Right. I'm happy. So mm-hmm. I can't do this. I can't say this, you know. Yep. And like um, my first boyfriend he, I don't want to say he was a narcissist, but it was like, um, he had more of like a controlling thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. it's like that in itself, 
I still have the PTSD from that relationship because right. I, I, when I got a real cool boyfriend now that he doesn't sweat me, we got trust and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But it's stuff like I, if I say, oh, I'm about to get off the phone so I can get in the shower. My boyfriend now is fine with that. My mm-hmm. ex-boyfriend, that would have meant I'm I'm bringing a dude over. I'm getting off the phone with you because it's a dude here. Oh, you know what I mean? He was so, insecure. Insecure. <laughs> really, really bad to the point where even the truth I would have to lie about sometimes. Like if I went out, let's say me and you went out for a good time mm-hmm. and no dudes tried to holler at me. I have to tell him that dudes did try to holler at me and I turned them down because me just saying no, nobody was paying me no attention. That's got to be a lie. That that just what? can't be the truth. You know? Mm. And I'm like, I'm not even this big. Like, mind you, I'm 36, but I'm 5'2", 100 pounds. <laughs> so it's not even like this, this voluptuous woman that's in a brick house. That, that right. Like, where you can't imagine mm-hmm. why somebody won't holler. I say most times grown men don't holler at me because I look too young to holler at. Oh. So, you know, so, it's like, <laughs> so now I was like, now I got to make up all these scenarios. And then I had to keep up with the scenarios because if I bring it back up in the wrong kind of way, that mean I lied. That mean I really was with a man. Yeah, man. (laughs) So it was like, I didn't even realize the damage that had on my psyche until this relationship. Mind you, that was my first relationship, like, out of college, you know. Okay. I'm 36 now, but this is the first time I've been with a dude that was actually a good man and good relationship. And and that's when I realized it was kicking my butt. I was like, Mm. I got, and I was like, that double thing. And it's like, I know how to control it, but it's just so annoying. Yeah. Because it's like, no matter what. And it's like, I'm healed from the relationship. Lord knows I don't want to be with that man. (laughs) Right. It's just like, oh my God, I I annoy myself. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Because I'm like, all right, I'm getting off the phone. He'd be like, all right, love you, love you. And in my head, I'd be like, oh, you invite a nigga over. Yeah, it's just like, man, calm down. Calm down. It's not that serious. It would never been this easy before, you know? Mm -hmm. So, girl, I was like, (laughs) well, I'm yeah I'm, I'm happy that you know you got into a, a healthier relationship because i mean the other guy sounds like he was just toxic and just insecure it's, and maybe like somebody hurt him and so he was kind of taking that out on you you know yeah so. yeah and we ended up having a conversation at one point um and i i he allowed me to lay out every, the phases of our relationship how it went from good to bad like a little strange and mm-hmm. I know that's why I said I know he's not a narcissist because he received everything I said and okay. he gave me the biggest apology at the end because I was telling him how I'm messed up now off of it and not and he was like yo he was like I want to say I really really apologize for that he said because I never meant to mess you up he said especially something long term like that he said but I was going through my stuff and he said and I was trying to keep you so close right I basically was squeezing the life out of you mm-hmm. he was like and that's not what I was trying to do. Yeah. Well, that's good that he did apologize, though. Yeah. I mean, he sounds like he just could have been, you know, unhealthy or toxic. Yeah, he was in an unhealthy mental state for himself at that time. Yeah. And we was younger, so. Right. You also don't know how to deal with all your emotions. You know, when you're like 21, that's the grownest you're going to be in your life. You know everything. You got it all under control. And you don't know nothing in real life. Like, you really don't know what you're about to go through. Mm hmm. Yep. Yes, indeed. So yeah, um, but yeah, that's 
definitely that. Um, so I guess going forward, should we talk about um, the signs of a narcissist? Or I guess yes. we kind of touched on. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, ma'am. So the signs of a narcissist or how do you know if you're dealing with one is many things. Um, so basically, a lot of narcissists are very critical of you. Um, they are jealous and they are abusive and manipulative. And I just wanted to say you do have normal people that can behave in this way, but you can, I'm going to keep going and tell you the difference with a narcissist. So um, narcissists are very cunning. They will gaslight you, as we mentioned, you know, they'll do crazy making tactics. They're very, very obsessively controlling. They want to control you. They want to control others, you know, because a lot of times narcissists don't have control um, in their own life. So they feel like, you know, they want to project that control over your life. So they feel powerful. They feel like, oh, okay. Like I'm controlling them, you know? Right. Right. And so, um, but yeah, they do, they have like a, um, a sense of entitlement over your life and others. They will play the victim at any chance that they can, um, when actually um, us victims and survivors, <laughs> we are the actual real victim, but the narcissist will flip it on, on us. Um, they will blame you for everything. So they never take uh, responsibility or accountability for their actions. So like, again, like when the relationship is over, there's no closure, there's no apologies. It's just kind of like, it's everything is just left up in the air. And a lot of times they like to do that because they don't want to see you moving on. You know, they want to leave that door open just in case if it doesn't work out with that new mm. supply, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so if they get bored or something, they, they'll know that you'll still be there waiting for them type of thing. Um, and so a lot of them too, um, they can have a sense of like superiority over others. So they feel like a lot of people are beneath them and they feel like they deserve better treatment um, over others. And it's just kind of like, why, <laughs> you know, Yeah. <laughs> it's like, why do you feel like you deserve to be treated better than everybody else? It's like, you're a human, like, everyone you know so mm -hmm. um and then again they get too personal too soon so um you know they're just trying to find they're trying to like figure you out and it just it can get uncomfortable and you're just like wait let's slow this down <laughs> you know yes. and yes. so um <laughs> and a lot of them they will manipulate you to the point where there's like no regret there's no remorse for exploiting you and others and they'll do that for their own personal gain and they don't care how it makes you feel um, and they lack empathy um, for others. They they don't really love at all. Like if they do show any source of emotions, it's, it's fake for the most part. Mm -hmm. um, and then a few others is they have difficulties with attachments. Like they they can't really attach uh, in a genuine way. Like if they do try to attach again, it's like through codependencies or through control mechanisms. Um, they have a lot of chronic feelings of emptiness and boredom a lot. So they're, they're very bored. A lot of them are very, they're kind of miserable. It's really sad. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I always wonder what it's like, what they think at night before they go to sleep. Yeah. Like, the day is filled with lies. And right. Like, I know you exhausted when you lay down at night. Mm -hmm. And a lot of them, they do need constant praise and attention, kind of like what we were saying earlier. They need mm -hmm. to feel a lot of admiration from people. If you don't do that for them, then they will feel like, you know, you're the bad person and they'll try to, you know, force you into giving them all that attention and admiration, you know? Yep. And you learn how to do it without. Importing. Yeah, right. And then the last thing is, is that, you know, you will constantly feel demeaned, like kind of like we was talking about earlier. They will mm -hmm. like try to intimidate you. They will try to bully you and belittle you um, in, in private. And they will also do this around others in public. So. Yep. 
And um, did we talk about future faking? Oh, no, we didn't. And that's actually a good um, one to use. That's a, a good tactic, actually. So with the future faking um, happens when you are um, dealing with a narcissist, whether you're dating them. And let's say the narcissist wanted to make you a side chick or a side duke for because there are female narcissists, by the way. Um, but if you reject their offer in any way, um, they'll, they'll pretend like they're okay with it. They'll pretend like, oh, okay. Like they just want to be your friend and you know, they're cool with it. Um, and so what they will do is they will get your hopes up and they will be like, oh, you know what? Like, well, once you get this accomplished or cause like for me, the narcissist, um, I was still living with my aunt at the time while I was dealing with him and I rejected his offer of being his side chick because I'm like, no, I don't want to be your side yeah. chick, you know? <laughs> And so he pretended like, you know, he was cool with it. Everything was fine. And then we still kept hanging out, which that was a huge mistake. But, you know, it's a lesson learned. Mm -hmm. So as the time went on, you know, we were still going out on dates and just chilling, hanging out. And he would tell me, he was like, you know what, once you get your own place, like, you know, we're going to be together. And, um, you know, once, once you, you get your place. Yeah, like, <laughs> once you get settled in, like, you know, we, he was like, he was like, I've always, um, wanted to be with someone like you. That's what he told me. He was like, somebody just like you. He's like, I always wanted to be with a person like you. And I, and I, just, I thought to myself, I'm like, oh, okay. So that means like we're eventually going to be together. And so, you know, he'd said that and he didn't mean it, of course, um, because he, he was- just wanted to add you to the pack. Yes. Somebody like you in the bunch. Yeah, like to, <laughs> to their narc harem, to yeah. the, uh, the, uh, the flying monkeys. You know, they have narc agents, people that do their dirty work. But- Anyway, so yeah, like um, once I finally got my apartment, I was super excited. I was happy because it was like my own place because I was living with my aunt. She was a narc. And so I reached out to him and I was like, hey, you know, um, I got my own place. Did you want to come by? And he was saying like, congratulations. He was happy for me. And then he would, he told me he would let me know. And I'm thinking like, okay. <laughs> so Lord, I, I yeah, yeah, I'm like, that means you got, you busy. Like you got something going on. Yes. And so I just randomly looked on my Facebook page and do you know, I see it said he was in a relationship and I was like, cause mind you. So the thing was like, we was dating. He had a girlfriend. First of all, he lied and told me he was single and he was actually in a relationship. Right. And so then he was, he asked me, he was like, if I wanted to continue doing what we was doing or if we just wanted to be friends. Right. And I basically said, like, no, I just want to be friends because you have a girlfriend. And so I think he was single for a while. He was single. And during that time frame, that's when he was telling me he was going to be with me and that he wanted to uh, be with someone like me. But that wasn't the case. So anyway, long story short, I think some way, somehow he got into another relationship while I was still, like, hoping and wanting to be with him. But it mm -hmm. wasn't ever going to be, like, how I wanted to be because he was always going to have somebody on the side, right? And so anyway, yeah, I saw that he was in a relationship and I was like, I was kind of hurt by that. I was because I was like, he's with someone, you know? And so um, right. he, I think it was like a week later, he ended up calling me because he was in the area and he was like, hey, um, I'm in the area. Like, can I come by? And I basically told him no. And so um, that was when everything kind of went downhill. <laughs> <laughs> and so, um, yeah, but he, all that time frame he was future faking me like making me believe we would be together promise making promises and making plans and things that never came into fruition so that's what a narcissist will do especially like again if you give them some sort of narc injury or if you don't go along with what they want you to go along with then yeah that's a future fake so thank you for bringing that up
No problem. No problem. <laughs> and um, another thing I wanted to say that um, I read before was, ladies, when y'all are out here dating and you know you're going on those first initial dates and getting to know each other, do not list out all your likes and dislikes for a person. Yes. To play you. Yep. That's and, all that you're doing. And you know what, Nikita? I actually did that. <laughs> You did. I did, but let me tell you how. So, like the the male narcissist that I dealt with when we met, it it was based off of like business, and I guess going forward now, I'm just kind of like business with pleasure. I don't really like to do that anymore. Yeah. But yeah, um, yeah. so <laughs> essentially, like we met because um, he was a music producer and he sold beats online, and he had like this YouTube channel, and I was just like so inspired. I was like, that would be really cool because my background was in music and. I like grew up in the church, like in church choirs, singing and high school choir, college choir, all that. I just always been surrounded by music. But anyway, um, so I reached out to him and um, it was just more so like I was intrigued with him. And um, he basically told me he was like trying to help me to like pursue my goals and my dreams. And he told me to write down the things that I wanted on an index card. Mm. and I basically wrote <laughs> yes like he kind of like got everything that I wanted he kind of seen it on an index card and I didn't like, know yeah, you're like, I didn't even know that it was gonna go to that extent I was just like oh he's I saw him as a mentor mm -hmm. like I wasn't thinking like oh we was eventually gonna date I didn't think of it like that but that's what happened and I kind of gave him his ammunition he needed yep. You know, so yeah, yeah. All my internal hopes and dreams. <laughs> right. The key to my heart. You know what's crazy though, Nikita, at the end? Um, and I guess this was like the, he wanted to, he had already broke my heart, but he wanted to just kind of do another little like stab. <laughs> yeah, like, spin, yeah, like kind of spin it and hurt it even more. At the end, when I saw that he had another supply or whatever, he, he asked me, he was like, um, did I kill your dreams? Wow. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. But they say narcissists will tell you exactly what they're trying to do. Yep, yep, yep. He he you said that to me. Gotta know when to listen. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Dang, he literally he said that. I kill your dreams because mm -hmm. mm -hmm. I know exactly what they are. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yep. yep. See, see, they will what he did. exactly what you want against you. You know, like. Do not, I was like, y'all gotta be strategic. Um, so what I heard that they say you say, like, um, well, you know, you'll see as you get to know me. You gotta be kind of evasive in the question. Don't just say, Well, I don't like to list that out. Just mm -hmm. like, you know, as we grow to learn each other, you know, we'll we'll see, you know. Yeah. Cause I don't wanna tell somebody, oh, I don't like when people chew like this and then you purposely not chewing like that until I fall in love and now you got your mouth wide open. Yeah. And then, you know, for me, and it's not making an excuse, but I didn't really know about relationships. Like my parents really didn't talk to me about any of this stuff. And I didn't have like YouTube outlets. Like YouTube is really like growing big now. Yes. So it's a lot yes. of information. But like at the time, like I'm 33 now, but when I was like 20, 21, there was, all this stuff wasn't out there like that, you know? And so it's like, I kind of had to learn as I I grew and um, my aunt, she was just so focused on herself and she wanted me to focus on her. And it was just kind of like, 
Yeah, I had to learn the hard way, unfortunately. And when I met the narcissist, I think how I think I was like 19. Uh, and when we started, no, yeah, I think we started dating when I was like 20. Um, and then another thing I thought was interesting was that when we first started talking back in 20, 2009, like I said, I met him online, but he started, we, we were talking on the phone too, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like what he liked to do, he did, he was building a rapport, like, you know, to try to get mm-hmm. me to open up and trust him, you know, yeah, a lot of yeah. tactics. Right. But, um, he asked me, he was like, have you ever been in love before? And I was like, no. And, but then I was thinking, I was like, why would he ask me that? It's so weird. Like, cause we wasn't really trying, I didn't think it was like that. I was like, oh, he's going to just teach me instrumentals and then I will go about my way. Like I, he, I saw him as a mentor, but then when he asked me, I was like, that's kind of weird. Like he would ask me, have I ever been in love before? And then when I said, why? And he was like, oh, don't worry about it. And I'm like, what do you mean? Don't worry about it. Like, easy. Cause I'm, I'm about to make it. Yeah. I'm like, that's so weird. Like, okay. So strange, but yeah. So yeah, those, those are the, the signs and the tactics of a narcissist. So you just really want to be careful. And um, the other thing with me, like I did second guess myself a lot and I, I didn't listen to my intuition. I didn't trust myself. But now, I, like more than ever, I absolutely trust myself. And I recommend those listening ladies, like trust yourself. Like mm-hmm. when something feels off, go with it. Believe it. Don't doubt it. You're not crazy. Um, you know, like the women's intuition is on point. Yes, it is. And I actually mentioned that in my latest episode, because, you know, this month we're doing dating Mm -hmm. and I was saying, um, as far as using your brain to help you level up in the dating world, Mm -hmm. um, trust your gut. I was like, don't worry about looking weird or jumping the gun. I said, you know, it's better to be safe than sorry. You know, if something feels off, it probably is. Mm-hmm. Don't wait for it. Don't expect your date to protect you. you know right. Like, yeah. Like, it's you crazy. Gotta, you got to trust your gut. <clears throat> and it's like, I'm so worried about these girls because I don't know if you've noticed the coming up of like how these girls are saying these men got to pay for everything and women don't feel like they need to have anything to bring to the table. Mm. And I was like, that's so dangerous because yeah. my mom always told me to have my own in case a man ups and walks out. So even when it comes to these dates, girls, you want these men to take you on these $200 dinner dates and you come in with no money in your pocket just in Mm, case mm -hmm. this man ain't got no money. You don't know what's going to end up. Or you ask him to pay for a $200 dinner and then when he's looking for something at the end of the night, you looking like, oh, oh, no. And it's like, yeah, they're not supposed to expect nothing, but reality is reality. You know, these men, they they drop that kind of money on you. They're going to expect some kind of payback. And, and, and it ain't financial. <laughs> right. No, absolutely. Like, I, I'm not sure. Like, maybe it's just not being taught in the households or maybe it's just like in the music, TV, movies, whatever. But, yeah, you definitely want to make sure that you are you have something to offer and it's not just sexually or mm-hmm. physical appearance because that doesn't make a man stay or what make them want to be with you. Um, but you also, too, um, you like what Nikita said, you got to have bring some money with you. Like, don't just go and think like, oh yeah, he's going to pay for everything. And yeah, he's going to want something. He wants sex basically. Yep. <laughs> and yep. and if you don't have nothing with you, you got to protect yourself. Like, you know, like 
So you don't want to just go in there empty handed thinking mm. that he's going to do all this stuff for free and not going to want anything. Yes, he's going to want something from you. So, yeah, I was like, some girls go out. <laughs> Y'all don't even have enough Uber money to get yourself home out of a situation. Yes, you don't know? do that. Yeah, I was like, when you drive, I was like, of course, you need to drive the first few times until you get to know this person, drive or Uber. I said, but when you drive, also make sure you got enough gas in your car to get you from wherever you might end up. Because mm -hmm. we said we was meeting over here, but then we decided to go party with my people over here. Now, you don't realize you 45 minutes from your house. Right. You know, and so I just... Oh, trust y'all, good ladies. <laughs> yes. Be smart. Be and tell people, smart. tell people where you at. Like, don't yes, just be the only person. Thing. Yeah, like, let's yep. a friend or a family member, somebody know, like, your location. Because or... everybody thinks Sneaky mm -hmm. Links is so cute. And I was like, no, it's so not. <laughs> can't nobody find you if something happens to you. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I was saying that. It's 2023. Send your friends a picture of that man. Yeah. I know you got one. I said mm -hmm. his real name, and you shouldn't be going out with people if you don't know their real name. I said, if something happened to you, we don't know who little Tony is. Okay. Mm -hmm. From the east side. That's not <laughs> anything that the police can help find your body with. Okay. Right. Like um, and take pictures of the license plates as you're walking up to their car. If you're getting in the car with them. Snap a quick picture of the license plate. Don't make it obvious. Right. Send that out to your girls. You mm -hmm. know, don't just keep it in your phone. Like, you need to send it out. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's like, it's way more dangerous out here. It's never been safe. But right, it's exactly. more dangerous by the day. So, and for me, like, I know when I was dealing with the narcissist, I would actually bring a friend with me. Like, so mm -hmm. if some of the dates are cool with that, I mean, some of them like, oh, I just want to talk to you. But if you really feel like you want that extra protection, bring a friend or have them wait in the car or something. Or, yeah, or just have them wait in another part of the restaurant. Where they can right. Them. Yeah. Y'all be there first. Y'all act like y'all don't know each other. But mm -hmm. your girl got your back. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah, so, so yeah. I think this was a great start to the um, series. Yes, this is great. I hope that it can help somebody. <laughs> yes, me too. I was like, it has to, because once I found out about narcissism, it's like all the things start lining up. You know, everything like, that's what's wrong with this person. That's why mm -hmm. they did this. Mm -hmm. And like I told you um, when we spoke the other day, I went to school for social work and counseling, and I've never been offered a narcissism class. And wow. I just feel like that you encounter a narcissist more than you're going to encounter a psychopath. Like, For real. You know? Yeah. So this, this is people you deal with in every everyday day. life. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. So getting the word out there is major. <laughs> major. And yes. anyone listening, if you have narcissist stories you want to send in, you know, you can send us emails. Um, you can leave a voice message. Um, I'll leave the email in the show notes. I'm going to put Joy's um, email in the show notes as well, as well as her website. And um, tell them again about you being an um, abuse coach. So, Yeah. So, um, again, I'm a narcissist abuse coach, and I help victims and survivors heal, move on, and recover after dealing with a narcissist. And um, as I mentioned earlier, I do have courses, 90-day coaching programs. Um, I actually have a free Facebook support group. A lot of you guys are more than welcome to join. You too, Nikita, if you want. Thank you. <laughs> and, and I do offer readings. And I just actually did release my new book. It's called um, Reclaim Your Life Back my journey into understanding narcissism, where I share my experience of dealing with narcissistic abuse, how I overcame it. And it's just basically practical strategies, tips and methods on how to heal emotionally, rethink, cope and overcome narcissistic abuse. So. 
So. Okay, yeah, we'll put that link in the show notes too. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> and so, yeah, and that um, that's gonna be all for today's episode. But Joy will be back. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> yes ma'am so thank you so much joy yes no it's a pleasure i'm happy to be a part of this uh series and like i said i just want to help as many people as possible don't hesitate to reach out you're not alone um so yeah we're here for you so all right and that concludes today's episode joy i'm gonna text you after we hang okay (laughs) okay sounds good today episode of the whole lot of woman podcast featuring joy larkin And thank you for tuning in. Always remember, beauty, brain, strength, and standards are what make you a whole lot of women. I won't be defined. Stars are aligned. What's for me is mine. I'm a whole lot of woman. I'm a whole lot of, whole lot of. I've been refined. Beauty's divine. All things in God's time. I'm a whole lot of, whole lot of woman. I'm a whole lot of woman. This for all my women. Cause you're a whole lot of woman. I'm a whole lot of woman. I'm a whole lot of woman. This for all my women. Cause you're a whole lot of woman.